Well, welcome. Welcome. <laughs> to Misinformation. A love story. I'm Jeremiah. And I am Ashley. And today, have we got a treat for you. We do. Today is Listener Appreciation Day. Yay! Today. Thank you, Thank you all <laughs> listeners. Yes. Please keep listening. Yeah. <laughs> please. We appreciate each and every one of you. Yes. And if you could clone yourselves. <laughs> that would really help the show. It really would. <laughs> We need a good, we need a really defined audience. We do. Um, yeah. So I know we, we end uh, most of our shows with a call, call to email us your misinformation stories or any other tidbits. I think we have prefaced no dick pics. No dick pics. Plenty of times. And you know what? That has been upheld and we appreciate it. Yeah. Thank you. I'm waiting for somebody to be like a smart ass and send like an a peeled banana or I something. Am, yeah. <laughs> or honestly, I'm just... Waiting for the day that we get enough listeners to get hate mail because I know there's going to be some people taking fiery shits in our inbox. I know. Well, we also have like some people have commented on our TikTok page too. Oh, yeah. Um, that, you know. <laughs> You're terrible human beings. Yeah. They don't like that, you know, we're liberal or whatever. So they, yeah. they say dumb shit. But whatever. Fuck you're, off. Not, you're not welcome in Trump's America. Yeah. Like, I, I got. Thank you. Yeah, we got I, the message. I caught that. <laughs> It wasn't as subtle as you thought you were delivering yeah. it. Like, loud and fucking clear, boo. You're not being clever oh if that's what you're God. trying to do. <laughs> so we've gotten a couple of emails from Nikki. Thank you, Nikki. Thank you, Nikki. Uh, she wrote in after our episode on unions to tell us, like, hey, we do have unions here. Because I know we had a moment where we were like, oh, do unions exist in the barren wasteland of Arizona that's a right-to-work state? Yeah. Also a hellish, it is a hellish desert. Yeah, it's a hellscape. It is. It's a hellscape <laughs> it's, in more ways than one, yeah, folks. It's got got many problems here, but unions aren't one of them. We can have a union, right? Yeah, no. You Thanks, can, Nikki, for telling us. Yes, she, I think she was talking about the um, flight attendants union at the time. Oh, we should all unionize. We should. And then we should all boycott all the streaming services at the same time. We should. It's, I was just watching something on that earlier today about how uh, just the, the streaming model just guts the actual content creators. It's not at all sustainable. No, for... not. I mean, YouTube has gone up against creators for a really long time about even how little they pay creators for their content. So it's never ending. What we need, I was just telling Matt, we need a leader. We need somebody to come out. Maybe it's Dolly. I don't know. And say, hey, guys, for the month of October, cancel all that shit and let's just read and find other fun things to do. Totally. So, I think that the uh, writers and actors strike has been pretty vocal about, hey, we're not calling for a boycott yet. Yeah. Good. Come on, Fran. I think I think it might come because they're not they're not budging. Yeah, we're waiting in the wings for Fran Drescher to tell us what to do. I, <laughs> I would anyway. love any excuse to cancel Netflix. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I'll I'll do it. And if they try raising the prices for us to come back, I'm gonna be like, fuck you. We'll find other somebody else will come up with a a better service that doesn't cost as much, right? And actually pays creators for what they deserve. Yeah, we're it's not that fucking hard. If A24 and Neon exactly. are doing it, those are those they those studios do not make very much money at all. No, I mean, in the grand scheme of things, when you look at Warner Brothers versus A24, plus A24 has, in my opinion, such better stories to tell. She also wrote in earlier this month to say, hey, guys, 
To your point about gun problems, I believe if you want a gun, you should have full background, a full background check and a mental evaluation, period. It's so sad and such a mess. Just my two cents on that. Second, I wish you would have talked about the blue cars and umbrellas that weren't burned by lasers in the Hawaii episode, because I guess there were blue cars uh, <laughs> and umbrellas that were untouched by the space lasers. Oh my God. She ends with <laughs> I had no idea. <laughs> she ends with saying, that shit was gold. Keep the podcast juicy. Love the show. Heart emoji, Nikki. <gasps> Nikki snaps. Snaps for Nikki. First off, I 100% agree with you when it comes to guns. I'm leaning, I'm definitely starting to get way more liberal about like, <laughs> honestly, like banning guns in certain styles where in the past I was like, so, oh, it's fine. You know, now I'm like, fuck it. Like they're killing people. I don't give a shit. But I do agree. If we're going to have guns, there should be background checks. There should be, you know, evaluations done. It shouldn't be something you just walk into Walmart and pick one up. No. and leave. So I agree with you on that, Nikki. And also, I never heard about the blue cars and the umbrellas. So now I didn't either. So part we're going to go back. Space lasers part two. Space lasers part two is coming. Blue cars and umbrellas. I, I totally agree with you, Nikki. And I even think that you need to go and pass specific tests per the weapon that you wish to purchase. Yeah. It's almost like a video game, right? When you start a video game, you have like weird, clunky, shitty weapons that don't do a lot. That's <laughs> like your a starter weapons. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And as you level up and get better at the game, you get, you know, more powerful yeah. or different types better of weapons. Of weapons. Yeah. So everybody should start with like your basic six shooter and have to prove that you understand how to load, unload, and shoot that weapon safe safely. I'd also love to um, have some regulations about having a fucking safe to lock your shit up at home. Yeah. If you have it. And um, the open carry without a license, like that makes me nervous. That there's does, like, mm. yeah, there's a lot of that. I agree. That's actually a good program, I think. Mm -hmm. What I would take you one further and say, you're, the step one is musket. You get a fucking old school <laughs> musket. You got to, with your teeth, yep. bite something off. And when you can do that without hurting anybody else. <laughs> if you can fire a musket yep. without hurting yourself or someone around you. You. We move along to <laughs> step two. Yeah. Uh, you get a weapon from this century. Yes. I think it's, I actually don't think it's, I mean, I, I know that people have the right to bear arms and I totally understand that. Like I'm not mm -hmm. against the constitution, but, um, but that, but it was such a different time. Right. Like every, this is evolved. Guns have completely evolved into the, I mean, it's the number one killer of kids now in this country. That's mm -hmm. fucking crazy. Yeah. So no, Nikki, I agree with you. And also with the whole argument of like, oh, but we need weapons that match the government because, you know, if the government ever goes corrupt, then we need to protect ourselves from it. It's like, but they have tanks, you fucking weirdo. Yeah. There's weapons of mass destruction that this government has control over. You think your little fucking AR-15 is going to do something against a tank, you little idiot? Yeah. Don't even let that be a reason because you're not going to make it. No. No matter what. I think, if anything, January 6th proved that. Exactly. Like, I'm going to smash some windows. Yep. Call Nancy. Yeah. <laughs> walk around with their fucking podium a little bit. Shit on the walls. Yeah. And then take a shit in the corner. And then you're going to go home and have dinner with your family. Meatloaf. And then you're going to get arrested. Likely meatloaf, but <laughs> like <laughs> tuna casserole. Exactly. Well, the uh, <laughs> thanks, Nikki. Thanks, Nikki, for, for all of that goal. How do we have listeners? Go on. I don't know, but <laughs> this is for them today. Thank you. <laughs> I don't know. Okay, so then uh, we're we're get to the star of our listener appreciation today, who is Logan. And Logan. Uh, so 
Logan's email is titled Listening from the Far East Coast. Not even like U.S. East Coast, by the way. No. This U.S. Is... As we will, we have, we are an international podcast. Excuse me. We are international. Motherfuckers. Yes, that's right. We have arrived. Internationally renowned misinformation a love story. All right. Logan's email says, hey, I just heard your email us prompt in the latest episode. And remember, I planned to reach out a while ago. My name is Logan. I'm a trans mass queer living in St. John's, Newfoundland, a little island on the far east coast of Canada. I gotta say, I love the show and think you're both hilarious. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I came across the podcast looking for shows on mis slash disinformation, specifically within the trans and queer community, and have been listening for the last month or so. I have a BA in communication studies. Me too. Ooh. Work in gender diversity slash inclusion and adult literacy. Oh. And like you both, love to hate misinformation. That's right. Mm -hmm. Get it. <laughs> I know you did a couple of episodes on Pride, but I'm wondering if you'd be able to give some more specific info on all the anti-trans bills and school policies, like how misinformation has played into slash is further fueling these garbage and regressive actions. We're seeing a lot of this rhetoric seeping into conversations and actions here in Canada, unfortunately. Thanks for the show. Love listening to you both. Logan. I love that. First off, um, Newfoundland is where the um, musical Come From Away takes place, which mm. I thought was really, really fun. It's about like the planes that had to um, sort of diverge on 9-11 oh, that were okay. headed, you know, that had to go. Um, so I don't know if that's like a popular story like in Newfoundland, but um, it was a, probably not. Probably not. They're like, fuck off. Um, <laughs> God damn it, America. They invaded. But um, <laughs> again, but I also am curious to know if Logan has an accent because I know that there's like a, a very specific accent in Newfoundland. So oh, really, um, I would love to know that. But I loved this email. I thought it was super nice. I um, I think it's great that you're listening. And uh, you're right. We absolutely should do more content um, specifically for the trans community and all the misinformation that's happening right now. Mm, mm -hmm. And uh, it's needed. It is needed because it's such, I mean, it's, it's such a, such a dangerous time for trans people who are just literally trying to be themselves. That's all they want. Mm -hmm. And here we are. Yeah. Just trying to live an authentic existence. And then, you know, here in America and now as we are seeing seeping into Canada, just politicians and people in charge of, you know, education, doing everything they can to shit yeah. on trans people. Well, we're going to talk a little bit basically about that example of how, you know, studies have shown that it is far better for one's mental health to be able to live authentically as a trans or non-binary person. Um, we're going to talk a little bit about all of our lovely bills and school policies that are just spreading like wildfire across the U.S. basically since Mr. Mr. Trump yeah. <laughs> came around. And uh, idiots, we'll man. talk about some common misinformation around those things. And then what um, what was the specific action, at least in, in U.S. politics, that kind of led us down this fucked up road? There is a really um, useful uh, counter of like trans bills that are happening all throughout the country that you can go to. Mm -hmm. It's called translegislation.com. And they actually have a snapshot of where we're at currently and that there have been 566 anti-trans bills across 49 states. Mm. The one is Delaware. Oh, wow. Isn't that weird? That's random. I didn't believe that. And I so rarely think of Delaware. 
maybe that's why it's like the people who live there don't even think about it the the five people who live in delaware were like now we're good i've been to delaware by the way oh really yeah i would agree that probably people in delaware don't even think about it (laughs) or they've like they're still living in like the 1800s so they're like what's a trans person (laughs) what where's my musket yeah (laughs) exactly um so uh so they're uh out, out of that 566 83 have passed uh, 125 have failed and 358 are active. Within, within this website, they categorize the bills into different uh, into different areas. So is it a bill that's banning health care, meaning that it's denying gender affirming care to children? Uh, I thought it was interesting that in Oklahoma, South Carolina and in Kansas, they're actually proposing that there should be uh, they should deny gender affirming care to up to 26 years of age. What the fuck? Yeah, which is really, that's really fucked. interesting. Probably because some made up thing that happened once. Oh, yeah, totally. Or uh, didn't didn't even happen once. It yeah. was one bad dream that somebody had. It was like, quick, yeah, legislation. Yeah. So it's sports is another. So, uh, you know, banning uh, trans kids from playing sports in the, you know, within the gender that they are comfortable with. And I thought it was interesting. You know, you see all this stuff on the Internet, but there are people that are suggesting that they should be able to inspect genitals. Yes. Which is like unhinged yeah completely oh my god what the fuck so there's that uh which is a little crazy and then education is sort of the third one and how are we you know they're proposing to remove the ability to teach about trans people or lgbtq people in general um or requiring uh teachers to contact parents to out trans kids yeah which is so funny because if you want to meet a teacher's worst enemy it's Mm -hmm. a fucking parent yeah right they're there to advocate for those kids and i have to imagine that many teachers out there are not comfortable with this right there are also 31 national anti-trans bills that range from education to health care uh to banning people from being in the military if they're trans so there's a bunch of different national Mm -hmm. bills that are that are going i thought that i would call out quickly um arizona since we live here Mm -hmm. uh and the wonderful, amazing anti-trans bills they're proposing here. One of them is that an employee of a school district or charter school can basically address uh, or identify a student by a pronoun that they may not align with. So they're they're essentially telling the teacher that you should address them by whatever's on their birth certificate. Mm -hmm. Or if it goes against your religious views, you can address them however you want to. So giving the... Yeah, so it's sort of giving the rights to the religious people to say, I can't call you her, she, her, because you were, you know, you were born a boy. Right. So I'm going to call you him, he, or whatever, because that's what my religion says is appropriate. Oh, well, I mean, if if, it, if it's as open as whatever they deem appropriate, like, what does that mean that they can just be like sinner? I mean, it's, it goes Devil against, child? it goes like, against if doing so is contrary to the employees or independent contractors, religious or moral convictions. That is the actual language in the proposed bill. Oh also, it would require that if a student, a trans student is going to be referred to as the pronouns that they, uh, that they identify with, um, that are not the pronouns that were assigned to them at birth, that they need a parent's permission slip to do that. Mm. Um, which again, I just find interesting uh, and completely demoralizing and detrimental. There's also a few other bills um, that would say that hosting drag shows would redefine venues as adult-oriented businesses, right. um, banning books in schools that validate concepts of gender or pronouns. Mm. So we've got a lot of bills out there that are specifically targeting trans people, obviously. Um, 
Did we talk about the ones for sports? We didn't like get into them. No, that's not the one. No, that I couldn't remember if you listed the sports. Ones. No, no, no. I just said the few that I pulled from Arizona that. Gotcha. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. Those yeah, are don't. the ones specifically in Arizona, but sports is one of the big categories in these anti-trans bills. Yeah. Because there's one not- person, there's one poor trans person trying to compete in sports in uh i can't even remember and every state has Utah. To have a yeah say about and they're that. like quick to the legislature yeah exactly like we will overlook the fact that uh there are injuries within sports high school sports that are permanently damaging or you know what have you or uh other issues that we're seeing in yeah. school like like uh coaches who are pushing students too hard in the summertime and then they end up dying of heat exhaustion yeah. i feel like we see one to two of those every year right or coaches or teachers who uh are uh banging the students yeah doing you know sexually assaulting students mm-hmm. we don't have any quick like oh let's stop this we've talked about religion before and mm-hmm. that i mean the <laughs> the catholic church has never stopped with their insane amount of sexual abuse towards you know not just people but children too I don't see anybody fucking drafting a quick bill to end that shit that says that you can't be a kid alone with a Catholic priest in a room. You need another person there. Like, no, we're not, we're not jumping through any of those. We're just going straight to one trans person wants to play a sport in this country. And all of a sudden we're trying to ban it. Or in my, in my district or my state or, or whatever, there are no trans people trying to play sports, but God damn it. I'm going to stop someone from ever thinking that that's a thing. It's really a hallmark of conservative politics here, just making huge, like foaming at the mouth issues over over things that aren't a problem. Right. Well, and we're also talking about, let's not forget, sports, which is a made up thing <laughs> that doesn't that a, con- a contest or competition that's all made up. Right. It's all made. It's competitive because we fucking made it up and we yeah. made it competitive. I mean, I'm just gonna tell you this right now as a gay man. As a gay boy in high school, I would have preferred to be on the girls' basketball team if I was going to be on any team, to be honest with you, because I got along with them a lot better and they weren't a bunch of fucking pieces of shit. Right. So anyways. Yeah. I think it's less about like the team that you want to play on and like, how how do you identify? If you right. identify as a man who wants to play fucking high school boys football go fucking do that yeah it's the locker room thing everybody bring you know it's lo- well it's it's not even the locker room thing i think that the 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 biggest argument that people fall back on is that men are going to all of a sudden transition so they can be the best <laughs> at a female sport which like so show dumb. me one fucking example of right. that even a little bit happening it's not it's not a thing straight like cis men are not like oh, i know how i'm gonna get the gold yeah <laughs> you know yep and it's by you know uh, gotta go through this whole yeah gotta go through this pesky transition but hey at the end i'm going to be the best female track star ever but, it's not a thing but, well then there's the argument that you know people that are biologically male are going to be able to outperform all mm-hmm. of the the girls on that team or whatever and I'm bothered by that. I don't know science very well and biology, but I know that there are biological women mm-hmm. who could fucking 
own like, you. Own you. Like, <laughs> yeah. you know, I got into this conversation with a friend of mine and we were talking about women's basketball versus men's basketball, mm-hmm. which I love that we just call it basketball unless it's women's basketball. And then we have to say women's basketball, which I think right. is bullshit. Totally. But whatever. We were talking about it. And he was telling me that there is no woman that could be put on a man's team, biological woman that could be put on a man's team, for example, and outperform them. Really? And I was like, are you trying to tell me, (laughs) hold on, you were trying to tell me that that even the best female basketball player Mm -hmm. isn't better than some of the male basketball players? Like, are you trying to say that to me? Because that is absolutely not true. There are male basketball players that are out there that suck. And Right. Well, I think that you'll see, like, that none of this shit makes any logical sense. Any argument they make does not make any logical sense, which we will talk a bit about some outside of sports, but the... um, some of the main arguments that people are using to push through these bills to really amplify this rhetoric. So, all right, let's let's get into um, some of these some of these common misinformation fueled arguments about trans people. And also, thank you so much again to Logan for sharing a buttload of resources uh, yeah. with us for a presentation that he was working on. We've yeah. used some today yes thank you for and sure. being so and being so uh open about you know how you yeah. feel about all this too so for sure all right so in no particular order the regret argument that people have regrets or uh and or detransition because they realize that they have made a terrible mistake yeah that's i mean yeah. people say that <laughs> people do is- people do say that um and and yes this it does happen but it's very important to have the context around it because they're making they're making something that does happen um, into something that it is not. So according to a study conducted by the Fenway Institute and Massachusetts General Hospital, the regret rate for trans-related care is 1%. In that same study, 13% of trans people reported having detransitioned at some uh, point in their life, but over 80% of that group of that same group reported that their decision to do so was because of at least one external factor, like having unwelcome, uh, unwelcome family or being subjected to increased vulnerability to violence. So if like people just left them alone and be happy, they would have been fine. But right. they didn't make the change because they internally felt like it was wrong. Exactly. They felt pressure. Exactly. So the yeah. study shows that it's it's not that people aren't authentically trans. It's because there are giant social barriers that exist for people. You're to, treated like shit in a exactly. lot of places. Yeah, which is so fucking stupid. But yeah, I mean, of course, somebody's going to question whether they made the right decision when their rate of violence goes up and they don't feel safe anymore. It's almost like I'd rather be alive and be somebody that I'm not than you know what I mean? Than, right. Than be who I am and be worried I'm going to get killed Murdered. all the time. Yeah. yeah. So that's I mean, that's duress that you can't even use that fucking example. Yeah. I mean, you even just look at the the um, violence and murder rates specifically for trans women of color. Like, yeah. It's fucking scary. You know? I saw some statistic that was like 50% of trans women have reported some sort of sexual abuse in their life mm-hmm. after 
uh, coming out as trans. Next up, we have being trans is just some type of contagion. And this one <laughs> I found, I, I had some chuckles about. So this references a debunked, because we talk a lot about debunked bullshit science yep. uh, on this show, apparently. A debunked junk science phrase, I'll call it, rapid onset gender dysphoria, abbreviated to ROGD, I will be calling it ROGD. <laughs> Getting rodged. Getting rodged. So the <laughs> hypothesis is that <laughs> children. <laughs> Sorry. What are you doing this weekend? Rodging? Yeah. Just doing some rodging. Getting rodged. <laughs> it sounds like uh, somebody hides in the bushes with like a blowgun and yeah. hits you with a dart and you're like, oh no, I've been rodged. I've been rodged. <laughs> I went home and all of a sudden the gender dysphoria just overcame me. Oh God. So the hypothesis of Rajd is that uh, children stricken with the Rajd fever believe that uh, they are transgender to, due to social influence, trauma, and experience of sexual objectification. So their theory is that these these young people think they're transgender because it's like a fad. Yeah, it's cute. It's cute. So I actually knew somebody, I worked with somebody who had a teenage son who experimented for a moment with wearing... Mm -hmm you know, female clothing or whatever. And, uh, you know, the mom was not, not concerned at all. She was very open about, you know, but she's like, I just don't think he's trans. I think he's just trying to figure himself out. And that turned out to be what it was. I mean, they had open conversation about it. So I can see some kids like, is this who I am? I don't know. That's, isn't that the point of like being a kid though? Yeah, is figuring out who you are. Right. Like I, we asked ourselves at one point, am I gay? And turns out, yeah. Yep. But there's straight people who've asked that question. Maybe they went as far as to try to find out, experiment, and they realized, yep, not for me. So so I think that it's just, there's like this fear that if it becomes popular, then all the kids are going to fucking do it. Well, that's what they're banking on is like, be afraid this could happen to all of the children. And that's not a thing. Yeah. It's not like, it's not like <laughs> pogs or. Uh, yeah. Po yeah. Po <laughs> well, I mean, do you, do you remember that they thought they, they did the same, the same rhetoric was applied to just gay people. Yeah when it was not as acceptable to be out in schools and now it's started to become more and more acceptable to be an out gay person yeah. uh, as a student. Yeah. <laughs> not in my day. And they're like, Oh, it's just, it's just because it's popular because it invalidates that person's experience. It's not that you're gay. It's not that you're trans. It's just that the world is kind of like fucking with your head. Yeah. The world is telling you, you you're should not, be this. Yeah. You're not having an authentic experience. You're just like, it's like a pair of jeans. <laughs> a trendy pair of jeans, it's like skinny jeans. Your first, it's in, and then it's out. It it doesn't it doesn't hold water, dude. Mm -hmm. Some idiot came up with that, right? <laughs> Rajd. Well, we're actually that's a great uh, segue because we're about to talk about the idiot that came up with getting Rajd or Yay! becoming Rajd. So that concept comes from the work of somebody named Dr. Lisa Lipman, who published a study that was supposed to substantiate the hypothesis, but. Spoiler alert, her shit was debunked and retracted. I don't know if she retracted it because she's probably like on the same level as Jude's. Yeah. She's like, the, the community, yeah, the community couldn't they take it. They need me. They need me. <laughs> so um, her entire study that was supposed to support this bullshit hy hypothesis was based on reports of parents who were recruited from known anti-trans websites. So she did her level best to go out there and find an unbiased sample with which to substantiate her fucking hypothesis. What? <laughs> yeah. That's science. 
That's yeah, that's <laughs> science to Lisa. So congratulations, Lisa. You're an idiot. Jesus. In reality, in in the world which we exist in, that you know, science is real, facts are good, peer review is awesome. There is no evidence to support that becoming raged is a thing. Yeah. You're not going to suddenly come down with rapid onset gender dysphoria. Yeah. And what, like, what is, is she, is she saying that it just like for people who claim to be tr- like, it's not real. It's not you, real. You're not real. You're, you are a victim of rapid onset gender dysphoria. It'll go away. If It'll you go just away. Look at your, pray, own. Yeah. pray real hard. I'm sure the study also showed that if you pray, pray real hard, Jesus will take it away from you. It's so stupid. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, (laughs) it's, there are more trans youth now because there are legal protections. There are social safety nets. There's increased visibility. It's, you know, even, even though we're in a weird dark time in history for trans people, there, there is more acceptance there, you know. Yeah. It's better now, even though it's real shitty right now. Yeah. And they're trying to turn back the clock a little it's bit. It's like three steps a forward, lot. two steps back. Exactly. It's interesting that you said that there's more more people identify or more people are, are I, I have to imagine, comfortable with coming out as trans now than back in the day because mm-hmm. of where. And a lot of people are saying, I've seen people say, well, it's an epidemic. More people are becoming trans these days. And it's like, I saw this awesome video that said, that took that argument. It was like, well, let's look at the left-hand, right-hand That's argument. That's exactly my next Please point. Please do it. Oh, my God. Yeah. So that was that is the biggest, Sorry. <laughs> a, a really great rebuttal to that bullshit is the whole argue, the example of left-handedness. So back in the day, people thought that left-handedness meant that you were the devil and needed a sound beating. And uh, because of that, there were less people who were left-handed in the world. Not because Shocker. they weren't left-handed, but because they were like, it was like trained out of them essentially because exactly. they yeah. didn't want to get well, their yeah. ass if you were If you were in Catholic school, you were literally getting beaten for using your left hand. Yeah. It was a physical thing. Which, so is, a when, religi- which is a religious thing, by the way. Yes. The left hand of God or whatever. Exactly. The that sits on the left hand of God. So when we stop beating the shit out of people for wanting to use their left hand magically, the number of left-handed people increased. What? Isn't that... What? That's science. That I'm, must be science. That sounds like science to me. <laughs> Shit. Lisa, this is what science is. Somebody get Lisa on the phone. Jesus Christ. God damn it. I love when we are on the same page about like, I knew that that study was coming up. Yes. That made me really happy. <laughs> Makes me feel smart. The left-handedness. Yeah. that I mean, it's that is a great argument that there wasn't more left-handed people. Left-handed people just started staying left-handed because they weren't getting their asses kicked for being left-handed or yeah. called sinner. So that's just, it's the same thing with the gay community went through the same thing that it's not that there's more gay people yeah. necessarily. The percentage is the same, but more gay people are comfortable with coming out now. Yeah. I'd actually argue that there's a lot more gay people. There is. <laughs> if you turn Grinder on in my uh, extremely conservative suburb that I live in, there are a lot of men who were like, but my wife's okay with it on Grinder, And it's like, sure, 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 honey. Sure, bald eagle bear. <laughs> I'm sure that's yeah. Also, 421. I yeah. think a lot of the police department here are I, getting it. I am really convinced, Ashley, that there that's that there is a lot more gay people out there yeah i am convinced there's a lot of people i personally know that i'm like if you tried it i think you'd love it (laughs) i just think you would i think you'd feel a little bad about it at first but then you'd be like no this is really what i want yeah Yeah. i mean Mm -hmm. think about like straight guys love being around each other they fucking love it and they do really gay shit they do good they grab each other's junk they They do gayer shit than the gays they really do like they 
other than the fucking gay men don't don't play with each other like that. No, not out in public, like grabbing each other's, you know, little butts. Well, yeah. yeah, it's just it's so funny to me that yeah, I I'm more con- I'm convinced that it, it, we could have more gay people. Maybe the guys, army could be bigger. Let's play that game where we try to grab each other's balls for half an hour. Yeah. yeah like that's that's straight it, cis men for you. And like the dares always end with like the punishment being something gay. It's like and you got to suck my dick gotta if you suck lose. My dick. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> First one to the fridge is to, he gets his dick sucked. Ooh. Like that's and and they and they probably do it and they're like no but homo gay. no homo no yeah <laughs> disclaimer this is just because of the challenge guys this is just because of the challenge <laughs> I swallowed only because it felt right <laughs> it wasn't a requirement I never back down on a bet <laughs> so many bets me I'm gonna suck that dick to yeah. completion <laughs> oh my god don't trust me <laughs> <laughs> I would hate it if you tested me stop I oh god yeah I love it no there's definitely more I mean women too I think I think that if uh, if women could choose to be gay, I think a lot of them probably would be. Mm. Yep. Yeah. And so would the men. No lie. They would. Probs. So anyways, back to the left-handed back argument. Back to the left-handedness I, and getting rodged. We, can, we can't not go. A, we can't not talk about dick, by the way. You uh, noticed? I don't know why. That's weird. <laughs> that's weird. <laughs> that's weird for me. That's weird for me. Yeah. yeah. Uh, oh, God. Anyways, okay. moving right. on. Boop, boop, boop. So we're moving <laughs> on to the, the patriarchy. <laughs> It is the patriarchy seeping into our podcast. <laughs> Get out. Get the fuck out of here. All right. So next up, we have puberty blockers and home hormones for trans youth is basically child abuse. This is a really big thing that's fueling. Yeah. I mean, if you remember um, in Texas, I think the attorney general took steps with the whatever the Department of Child Protective Services is called there to basically say, if you are getting your child uh, gender affirming care, we need to take your fucking kid away because you're abusing them. Yeah, that's, I think, Texas, and I want to say, like, Florida had talked about oh, something like that, too. That sounds on brand I for mean, them. Yeah, Florida we might as well just not even talk about anymore. No, but they, they their thing was, like, that's child abuse, and if, you, and if it's discovered that uh, parents are allowing gender-affirming care for their kid, that they could be taken away from them. Yeah. Which is, which, by the way, like, every mental health professional is go, completely going against that. Exactly. Like, this is, no, they need this care. This exactly. is life-saving care. Yeah, I have some, I've got some facts and figures on Please. that. Please. So, the argument, oh, you're doing great harm by to children by getting them uh, ac- access to gender-affirming care. No. So, according to a study that specifically looked at mental health outcomes for transgender and non-binary youth receiving gender-affirming care, they found that receiving puberty blockers and uh, gender-affirming hormones was associated with 60% lower odds of moderate to severe depression and 73% lower odds of suicide over a 12-month period of follow-up, which is huge. Right. No, that I mean, that's, again, this is like life-saving care. Yeah. And what people don't understand, too, and I, I pulled this out, um, when they hear gender-affirming care, they immediately think surgery. Right. And that is in... That is not in most cases. Uh, Correct. Also, prepubescent kids don't qualify for surgery or hormone therapy. So they'll maybe start with puberty blockers. Yeah. But they don't qualify for surgery. There's no child getting gender surgery. They're not getting it done. Yeah. Yeah. If you go to like the unhinged TikToks of people of like, you know, people zooming in on a children's hospital from afar and being there. 
They're cutting our kids in there. They're also the same people who talk about nine-month abortions, which I'm like, isn't yeah. that just birth? Yeah, isn't that just a kid at that you just, point? It is, aren't you aborting the kid out of your body? Like, There's nobody giving birth, and then like, there's just an incinerator there. And it's yeah. like, whoop, here yeah. we go. It's another an, one. Another one for the fire. To the guillotine. Yeah, yeah. you don't have That's like... That's nice. <laughs> no. No. That's dark. It is pretty dark, but but it's it also it's laughable because that's such a dumb claim it's, to make. If you're if you're having complications, obviously with a with a, a fetus that's that far along, like uh, there's you're gonna have a premature baby at that point. Right. There's like more going on to the story here, but like with the again, it's so easy for people to jump right to. They're giving. They're doing surgeries for eight year olds. No, if you if you just did one motherfucking Google search and got off of OAN or whatever the fuck you're on, you would, or, you know, Alex Jones or whatever the fuck, you would know and learn that this is, the gender-affirming care is also, and I, I pulled this out too because I thought this was great, um, counseling and family support. So using the correct pronouns, celebrating outward appearances, taking them shopping. Those, that is also gender-affirming care. And mental health professionals say that if you have a child that comes out as trans, mm -hmm. that this is the care that they need at home. There's yeah. not just a medical element. There's an actual sort of compassionate element to it as well. So it just blows my fucking mind that we are making laws off of things that are not are real. Not real. This is what your elected officials are spending your money and their time on is making laws about things that they refuse to educate themselves on. Yes. That it is, would ruin everything if oh, we were educated. I mean, it would like that would be I don't know, that would be like going in and being like we need to we need to cut Hawaii off of the lower 48 or Alaska off the lower 48. Well, it is already cut off. No, we need to do it. It's still connected. Like that's kind of to me how I don't like it's a fact that gender affirming care is not what they think it is, but they're still making laws about it. And it's just, I don't know. It just yeah. kills me. Well, we'll get to the why in a little bit because there's a lot of why behind it and it doesn't have anything to do with anything real as usual. Um, but last but not least, we have my favorite argument, grooming. Fuck off. That's literally the next word on my screen, <laughs> Jeremiah. We finish each other's sentences. We really do. <laughs> this is getting scammy. My fuck all the way off. Fuck all the way off. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. So the article that I was reading about this was just basically saying the best course of action if somebody confronts you with grooming is to punch them squarely in the face. <laughs> Incorrect. That's not what it said. <laughs> but, but, violence is not the answer. No. But God damn it, if sometimes I don't get a little frustrated. Sometimes it's a good option. <laughs> I mean, yeah. So, uh, but in, in reality, just no, like try not to engage in that because it's, it's fucking scapegoating. It's offensive and it's not true. Right. Um, I see the media spend a lot of time throwing the word grooming around. And what's interesting to me is like, the, this is the one thing that expands outside of the trans community. Because if you look at conservative media, there's a very specific formula that they use when they go on a grooming rant. And it is to start by connect, connecting that strictly to trans people. They're transing our kids. They're trying to raj all of our kids. Oh our, our kids are getting rajed. Rajed. And it's like trans people, trans people two to three times, and then they flip it, and then the rant continues, and it's the entire LGBTQ community yeah. grooming your children, stealing your children, yep. getting your children rajed. Like, it's... And that's... I don't know. It's just disturbing. It but. is really disturbing. Well, 
I mean, and it's so funny because there's there's not many cases that exist that show trans people or even gay people assaulting or, you know, grooming children. Grooming children. But exactly. you see that with priests. You see that with teachers. Exactly. Straight white men. We have talked about that yep. on this show before that the, at least in America, and I'm sure trickles to uh, uh, you know similar statistics elsewhere that sexual violence against children is largely committed committed by cisgendered men and the vast majority of those cis men identify as straight they're also in a lot of cases connected to this kid somehow yeah it's an uncle it's a priest right so it's, it's usually an uncle or a priest it's usually an uncle or a priest let's be honest but it's i mean it's that that is so frustrating that you know there's this it's because I think it's because they they relate these people fucking relate being gay or being trans specifically to sex who you're having sex with. Ugh. So like you are a lesbian, but that just means that you're just you and your wife are just fucking all the time. Banging. Yeah. And when you're not fucking, you're thinking about fucking. Yep. And I really hate that because I have a whole relationship with my fiance. Yeah. Like we pay bills together. We have a house. We go swimming sometimes. We do shopping together. Like we have a whole life that that is not the main main thing. You know, I'm assuming the same thing with you and Jack. Yeah. Sometimes you guys, the two of you make a mean fondue. We've come over oh for it. And I, I can report that you guys did not fuck while you were making it the fondue. It was really hard. I <laughs> not fucking the fondue. Uh, you know, not being the fondue. Not the fondue. <laughs> being gay is really it's really tough to just not fuck each other in front of people but but that's like what really drives me nuts about that is that when you then start ta- teaching about gay people and young kids are around and you're mm-hmm. teaching it to young kids they should know about the uh, the the fights that we've gotten into the the uh, the hard won battles that gay people have had to fight to get rights but they turn it into to this thing about sex yeah. and it's like yes is the gay community is there a sexual element to it? Yeah, it's because when you fucking oppress us for who we want to have sex with or who we want to have sex, you know, we're going yeah. to, we're going to fucking wear a thong out in public and be like, fuck you. But like, that's, <laughs> but that's not what it's all about. That's what's really frustrating. And they they sexualize it so much that if you teach a kid about, if you're trans and you're talking to a kid, well, all you're thinking about as a trans person is having sex and there's that kid. So you're going to have sex with that kid. It's yeah, like that's not it's, it's how it works. really gross how it's, everything is made, you know, trans people queer people in general it's just yeah sex it's pornography yeah that's a big that's a big push for or a big um, argument behind the book bans that we're seeing you know trying in some cases failing some cases succeeding is they're they're like this is pornography you can't have a queer character or a trans character because that is pornography just like the don't say gay bill in right. fucking Florida, you can't have a picture of your same-sex partner on your desk because that's pornography. But Dr. Lisa teaching the class next door, ha- you know, can, you know, her her <laughs> husband isn't automatically, oh, that's sexual. That's inappropriate. Yeah. It's, mm. it's, it's just so, and then like, so then have you ever like picked up a Bible though? Like there's, there's, there's fucking fucked up shit in there. Yeah, there's stories about like fathers like uh, raping their his daughters, you know, raping their daughters, you know, so that for God or whatever the fuck it is. It's like so incredibly ridiculous the comparison. It's right. not pornography, it's 
it's you know a story or whatever so that's that i think really chaps my ass that we're talking about gay people and trans people being groomers and that's only because what because because we're probably having better sex than you it's absolutely true it is true i've seen i've seen the social media posts yeah me too the straight people mm. you're just sad you're just fucking jealous and sad dire it's really and it's and what it would be funny and laughable if people didn't take it so fucking so seriously. seriously i mean and what's really funny to me is these fucking people who are all about save the children the children they're the ones who are fucking fucking the children. yeah right. the ones who are screaming the loudest about how you know the kids are going to get raged and then it's going to be sexual and it's grooming and all this stuff are all of a sudden the next day getting arrested for kitty porn right like oh well, well yeah we're gonna have to do a part two yeah this is gonna have to be a two-parter which you know you ask for one logan episode and and we're gonna give you two we're gonna give you two time time flies when you're being oppressed <laughs> ouch it kind ouch. of does. <laughs> it does it real well actually it doesn't it crawls it fucking, it crawls. fucking crawls all right oh, so we'll God. be we'll be back what next week for part two yeah or? we'll be back next week for part two the conclusion of our of our the anti-trans what, what should we call this um, don't get raged. Don't get raged. Um, I don't know. We'll have to think of that in post. Yeah, we'll have to think of a clever name for this episode in post, but expect part two yes. next week. We will see you then. And until then, if you have any comments or thoughts about this episode, yes. feel free to email us at misinfolovestory at gmail.com. Yes, can't wait to hear from you. Yeah. Outro music. Bye bye. Bye. Misinformation, a love story is hosted by Jeremiah Parker and Ashley Fournier. The show is produced by Lou J's Productions, LLC. Our cover art illustration is by Matt Parker at Pop Kill Art. This podcast is for entertainment purposes only. The views expressed on Misinformation, a love story are host opinions and feature quotes from other media sources. The content in this podcast should not be taken as undisputable facts. 